Hey everyone and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter and joining me as always is Tim. Yo. This is our weekly TV news, or TV news? Horror movie news. Well, I am TV, so. First up, the big thing of the week is that Universal is prepping another monster movie, another one of their Universal monsters for, you know, a new take on one of their classic characters. And this one is Wolfman, which, as far as we know, doesn't have anything to do with the Invisible Man that just mm -hmm. came out, uh, which makes sense that the whole Dark Universe <laughs> thing crashed and burned as quickly as it possibly could. In fact, I can't believe that that was, what, 2017 mm -hmm. that came out, The Mummy? Jeez, uh, yeah, probably, huh? Yeah, that's, it's, it's just kind of <laughs> insane to me that like, that's done, and we're already, like, a successful movie into, uh, I don't want to say the <laughs> reboot of it, but, you know, we're already far removed from it. We're, we're already talking about, you know, like, because we've got Invisible Woman mm -hmm. coming, I think we have something else, and now we have Wolfman kind of on the way. Yeah. I mean, the Dark Universe, like, came and went <laughs> so fast. Like, it's, uh, yeah, it's funny to think that it was a thing for even a, a brief period of time, but, yeah, we are into the... You know, if that was like the new 52 or whatever, we're in like the rebirth already. <laughs> it's a good way of putting that. In fact, we uh, we even like, they made like an, uh, a universal logo for just the dark universe that they showed at the start <laughs> of that movie. They, they got a lot of use out of that. But the big yeah. news here, of course, all in the fact that they're, they're doing a Wolfman movie uh, is that Ryan Gosling is mm -hmm. the one who's attached to star in it. Uh, the Hunt for a Director is currently uh, underway. But uh, uh, the recent, the most recent version of Wolfman, of course, was the one from 2010, starring Benicio del Toro, which was a travesty. Uh, uh, what's, what's your opinion on this one, Tim? Again, I'm just going off memory from uh, when I saw it, like what, like eight years ago or whatever. Uh, and I kind of, I don't know, I just remember it being like fine. Like I, I, I don't, I didn't remember thinking it was as bad as everyone said it was. Like it's definitely not good, but. Um, I, I, I think if anything, the worst part about it was, it was like, you know, pretty dull. Uh, but I don't know. Uh, I mean, maybe we'll have to rewatch it or something at some point, but, uh, I don't oh, know. Oh God, Tim, don't say that. <laughs> I, I don't need that fear in my life right now. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah. I, I hated that when I saw it. I thought it was painfully boring, but, uh, yeah. and I've never been in love with the original Wolfman. Like it's not bad, but I never liked it as much as some of the other monster movies. Yeah, it's uh, I I mean I I like that it exists, but it's not um, yeah. I mean in terms of the Universal monsters, it's kind of down there for me. Uh, unfortunately, it's not the worst because it's not Phantom, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Like I mean in terms of like you know your core Frankenstein, Dracula, you know Invisible Man creature, it's uh, yeah. Unfortunately, I do think Wolfman is kind of the worst out of all those. Yep, yep. I I concur. So. Yeah, apparently the film is based on a pitch from Gosling himself, uh, and at one point was even considering directing it. Uh, they're looking at Corey Finley, possibly, to direct it, who worked on Bad Education. I'm not familiar with that. Mm. Uh, okay. But, yeah, we have uh, Lauren uh, Shooker Bloom and Rebecca Angelo, who have written the script. So that seems to be a thing that's uh, that's going forward here, so... Uh, just to actually, there's a list here at the bottom of the article here, just to remind you of everything else that's kind of in the works that's related to the Universal Monsters. We have Paul Feig's Dark Army, which <laughs> we don't know what the tone of that is yet, but I'm expecting more of a horror comedy. We have sure. Ren Renfield, which is the sort of Dracula-related uh, movie. 
Okay. <laughs> uh, we got Monster Mash from Matt Stwatsky. And then we got The Invisible Woman from Elizabeth Banks. So those are all the things that are in the works that are related in some way, even though I'm sure they're all going to be very different things. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's interesting. Like, uh, there's a lot of stuff that, like, you know, even though we have little tidbits, um, it, everything still feels like such, like, unknown quantities because, yeah, like you're saying, um, like, these tones can kind of be all over the place. Like, some of these, like, yeah, might be comedies, some might be more serious, uh, you know, some might just be kind of boilerplate, you know, horror movies, uh, who knows, but, um, it's kind of cool. I'm interested in all of them. Uh, you know, this Gosling one, werewolf one, uh, Wolfman, uh, definitely sounds to like the most interesting. Like, um, you know, I and like I'm not I, like I don't think I've seen every Ryan Gosling movie, but it seems like he, you know, tends to, you know, like pick good stuff or, you know, stuff that he's, um, you know, interested in. Like, you know, he has clout, so you know, he's he's not gonna do like some like you know, shitty thing for a paycheck, like, you know, it, if he's doing this, I'm assuming it's because there's something about it, you know? I feel like he's had that since maybe the, the last 10 years. I mean, I think if you go back to the 2000s, he was definitely doing romantic comedies and stuff, but I, I feel yeah. like, yeah, over the past decade or so, he's he's definitely had the clout to seem, seemingly only be taking roles that he cares about or wants to do or is interested yeah. creatively or so on. The only other thing we know about this is that just in terms, and this is, I say no, I'm using that loosely. The only other thing we've heard about this is that apparently the closest thing that's been compared to in terms of how it'll work the movie, like what it'll actually feel like, is mm-hmm. Nightcrawler starring Jake Gyllenhaal. That it's going to be oh, that, but Wolfman. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. <laughs> Intriguing. <laughs> I'm intrigued. Yeah. I, I like Nightcrawler quite a bit, and that has like a very, um, yeah, that could be like a very interesting tone to uh, kind of take it in. Yeah, well, I think one of my favorite things about Invisible Man was just how unique it was, and it was its own thing. It was a modern horror movie about some shitty ex-boyfriend with an invisible suit. Like, that, that's, yeah. you know, it was full-on its new take on it, and hopefully do the same thing here. I, I think that the, the, the other trick with Wolfman, though, or the thing that gets in the way of it, is that it's not, I mean, he's basically a werewolf, but at the same time... <laughs> It's not exactly a werewolf because they have the you know it's, it's the Wolfman right? Is this more mm. more man esque? Which doesn't sound like it should make that much of a difference, but I think the problem we have with Wolfman movies is it's like well it's just a werewolf movie, <laughs> like right yeah yeah. So I, I don't know if they can distinguish that a little bit. Uh, I never saw Jack Nicholson's Wolf. Maybe in the, the build up to this coming out, <laughs> we do the twenty ten Wolfman, we do Wolf, and we do the original movies. I don't know. Like we do a whole Wolfman season, which to be honest sounds <laughs> like torture for the most part, but. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Uh, we're here to take the hits. Uh, the other big thing from last week was David Arquette is officially coming back for Scream 5 from the directors behind uh, Ready or Not. <laughs> <laughs> That's always a great reaction with Tim just sort of says nothing and just laughs ever so quietly to himself. Um. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't uh, honestly, I don't care about the Scream franchise. I think um, <laughs> just the more I hear about it and go through and rewatch the movie and talk about the movie, it's just I, I just don't think I have like a lot of love for it. Um, and yeah, especially you know that they're doing this you know very like I don't know fan servicey kind of bullshit. Like I'm I don't know I, I'm done. It doesn't really. I mean, yes, I'll see it and hopefully you know it will be good. Like it's not like I don't get 
enjoyment from watching these movies, but I just I don't I don't care about this franchise really at all. <laughs> I'm going to apologize in advance then, because I'm I'm going to keep bringing it up in the news whenever it <laughs> whenever it pops up. <laughs> We're going to talk well, about I mean, it. Well, <laughs> I it, it's like very beloved. I don't know. I guess it's like I don't know. Most like people like around our age or maybe a mm-hmm. little older. I don't know, seem to like really like it, and I I just think when you know um we went back and redid the first three movies i i don't know it just really like gave me a, a kind of a distaste for him like you know like i still like the first one i you know i still think it's interesting and in, and in what it does but um some people just really go to bat hard for the sequels and i think they're awful honestly i, I think they're really really bad i mean we haven't I... reviewed the fourth one yet i'm coming soon yeah <laughs> you know I, i'm hoping that i'll be like okay that's not that bad but like i yeah, I just think the sequels are, are not good. I mean, I kind of agree. I mean, I still really like the first one. I think the first one has a yeah, yeah. Uh, you know has has the credit it has for good reason. And I think there mm-hmm. is yeah, people around our age, uh, give or take, are very beloved to it because I, I feel like for a lot of people, and even I kind of fall into this a little bit. Mm-hmm. Not that I feel this way like they do, but like I, I kind of fall into this generation where Stream might have been one of the first horror movies I properly saw. It, you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure I saw that before I saw Friday the 13th, so I knew who the killer in Friday the 13th was because it was the, the trivia at the start of Scream. Uh, and I it, feel like some people hold it very dearly because it is their gateway to horror. That makes sense, yeah. Um, and it, it, like, it, it is a very, um, it, it was, like, kind of, like, a, a little bit of, like, a phenomenon at the time. Like, mm. you know, like, growing up, like, everyone knew the you know uh you know the phone call what you know what's your favorite horror movie uh you know kind of thing the, like you know it, it was one of those you know permeating pop culture kind of things so i you know I, I totally get it um i just i don't know I, I think you know i um you know follow like a lot of like horror people and stuff and i, I don't know i feel like i'm just kind of getting sick of like you know, there's a. I feel like there's like a hipster mentality where people are just kind of like, <laughs> you know, in love with the sequels, and everyone just like is like, um, actually, like Scream Two and Scream Three are like really good, and you're stupid if you don't understand that they're like great. And I don't know. It's, I mean, you know, like whatever you like, but it's just I don't know. It seems like there's this like annoying, like holier than thou kind of like now, love for the sequels. I don't love Scream Two. You know, I think it's over long. I had a lot of problems, but go, yeah. go check out a review if you want, or Phil's thoughts <laughs> on Scream 2. But if someone really likes Scream 2, I do think it does play with some sequel elements that, you know, I can see why someone would like it. I can see why sure. it works for people. Stream 3 is trash. And <laughs> anyone who <laughs> yeah. tries to argue with me that Stream 3 is not trash, my opinion yeah. of your taste is, is dwindled like, like, a, like a candle in the wind. <laughs> yeah yeah it, it's really bad like and i don't know like again i mean like whatever you like whatever but they like uh, i i think scream 2 is bad like story-wise like there are some fun kills and stuff and yeah there, there is a little you know some sequel ideas so it's there's at least some merit there like i still don't like it but i yeah i guess i can see like some of the appeal it's just uh, it just annoys me when everyone, you know, anyone goes on any of these rants and where it's like, oh, actually, this is really good, and this is why you're an idiot if you don't like it. It's like, all right, calm down. I do. Okay, so I've got two questions. One is just to tie this back into sure. the actual story because we've, we've just oh, kind yeah. of talked about why you don't like Stream uh, or the franchise as a whole that much. Because they're saying that they're talking to other legacy cast members as well. So what do you think about these cast members coming back? I think we've talked about in the past about West, you know, doing one after West Craven seems, you know, even less useful sure. than it ever did but uh i mean 
Like, would, would it be interesting if Arquette's the only one who comes back? Like, there's there's no Courtney Cox, there's no <laughs> no uh, you know Sydney or anything like that. It's just it's just him, just Dewey. It's Dewey's. They could call it the the Dewey decimate system from the book of Dewey. Uh, <laughs> I mean... Excellent, <laughs> excellent. Um, yeah, I I don't know. It's a like. I, I do think this is maybe like one of the few franchises where it does kind of make sense because the all the other movies had been so specific to like this core group of characters that mm-hmm. like it's not like you can't just do a movie with a guy in a ghost face uh, like a copycat killer targeting some new people like yeah you could do that but um yeah I, I feel like unlike other horror franchises this is one that has been a little more character specific. Uh, to, uh, to, like... to his detriment i would argue because i feel like oh, after, totally, yeah. after the first yeah. one it felt like the main characters from the, the for the first one that came back all basically had plot armor for the rest of the series no matter yeah. how many times do we got stabbed <laughs> <laughs> he always yeah. somehow survived <laughs> like it was it was became this thing and uh, it was not about the fourth one yet and I've, i have not seen the fourth one since it came out so I'm, I'm i am looking forward you know for better or worse to see it and discovering yeah. like what how i feel about it now but I, you know, I remember feeling that from the theater watching Scream Four, because which notably is the only one I saw in the theater, because the other three all came out when I was probably too young to go see them in theaters. Yeah. I mean, I cared, <laughs> I was interested, yeah. <laughs> but I was too young to actually go see them, and I remember feeling that way. I remember feeling like, yeah, but none of these main characters are like they're all good. I mean, the ballsy thing to do is to kill one of them or kill multiples. I, I at this point, honestly, yeah. it might actually be more ballsy to have a completely new cast and just. I think what you need to what what you need to have for it to be scream is is basically just the meta angle and just have kind of the self referential and do something with that mm-hmm. and maybe you do something where it's like okay it's the in the same town but it's not the same characters and this is all history or something and you have them refer to the fact that they're doing some sort of legacy reboot or something and that said the fourth one already kind of played yeah. with the reboot idea but yeah that's what it's unfortunate that because uh, I think they wanted to do like a new trilogy like um. I know. I think Kevin Williamson was recently on like a podcast and he was talking about how he had plans for like four, five, and six, and unfortunately it didn't really happen. But um, you know it, it it sucks because it seems like four that would have been your big chance to yeah kind of yeah play around with these ideas of reboots and remakes and yeah could have kind of went off from there. But you know, it seems like a little wasted. And now it's like yeah, like what what's the angle gonna be on this? I don't know. Um. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. We're going to get the because despite the fact that four kind of in theory could have been this, it, it, it never actually kind of felt like a passing of the torch because it, the way yeah. it treated the new characters didn't make it feel like it was. You know, it wasn't the the, the Force Awakens of Scream, whereas this one might be just because they can have just so they can have more of them because like they can't keep bringing the same cast back forever. You know, yeah. even <laughs> if they want to, eventually it's just it's not going to make a whole lot of sense and so on and so on. So I don't know. So the anyway, the other question I had. Uh, based on something you said a couple of minutes ago was uh-huh. that this was kind of this phenomenon when it came out right and it, it, in a split second you said that i thought about it. yeah that happens every few years maybe a couple of times mm-hmm. a decade you'll get the phenomena of the horror genre right and mm-hmm. you know 90s 90s was probably just scream uh i, I can't think yeah. of another one but then 2000s you had saw early on and then later on you had paranormal activity <laughs> And this decade, you had, I guess, The Conjuring would have been sure. the early one. And I don't know if there's been one. Oh, I guess Get Out. And I suppose Get Out is probably... The reason why I was bringing this up is I was like... 
is there any of these like any of the phenomena like at least since the 80s that we as horror fans actually like and obviously we like <laughs> get out and get out's not solid itself yet with sequels but even though yeah. i like scream i do not like the sequels for the most part so I, i'm just yeah. it's, it's interesting that saw and paranormal activity were these two like uh, when we talk about the 2000s it's been a dark time for horror although there was definitely more indie stuff than there was in the 90s uh the mainstream horror and the 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 2000s was a little rougher <coughs> a little rougher that's it i don't hate the i mean honestly the first three parallel tvs are all right but yeah uh, i don't know that's a good question um i yeah like I, I feel like a lot of times if something does kind of break through uh you know to become like a a big thing like yeah a lot of times like there's usually like a you know something to it you know even if it might be like something you don't necessarily like it's at least interesting to see like oh okay the why is this such a phenomenon or something? But yeah, I don't know if there have been any that have been like specifically <laughs> worthy of that. Like oh, the yeah. other thing that came to mind, uh, I think would be like, you know, the first, it kind of seemed like, Oh uh, yeah. You know, kind of like breaking through to pop culture. Like there's so many like, you know, red balloon jokes and like, you know, memes and stuff about it. And, um, but yeah, I don't know. I think like a lot of like horror people didn't necessarily love that. Are, are, we, are we all just a bunch of hipsters? Is that what it is? Is that once it becomes mainstream, <laughs> or I, I would argue no, of course, because I would I would say the quality of it, for example, isn't that great. I, but I do wonder if sure. like there's a sad statement here that the, the horror that that appeals to enough of the the world's audience for it to become this this breakthrough breakthrough pop culture thing basically means it's a lowest common denominator thing, which makes it far less interesting to us because it's not as you know yeah. it's, it's a bit more generic or not as I don't know that doesn't have it. <laughs> uh I'm, I'm thinking mainly from the 90s onwards here because I, I, I you know when i when i look at the 80s and the 70s the stuff that broke out then is the stuff that i do love so i, I don't yeah apply it completely I, it was just something you said that thing about a bit of phenomenon i was just mm-hmm. it got me thinking about it anyway it's interesting i think the other thing that's like kind of interesting too is i feel like it gets like kind of like shorter and shorter um because like yeah scream mm. like it felt like it dominated like all of the 90s and then like uh yeah, like paranormal activity like that stuff like was you know such a milestone of like the what kind of like mid you know late 2000s or whatever and and i feel like stuff like is so fast now like you know you'll get two three weeks of like people talking about it all the time online and then it's like forgotten that's just turned into just such like a a, a good conversation piece that should really not be in the <laughs> middle of the news but what i will say i think it's interesting is that in almost all of these examples there's a movie, like you know, there's, a, there's a sequel that kind of puts the nail in the coffin that says this is over now, and not in yeah. the way that they obviously intend. But I'm thinking Stream Three in many ways. Like obviously Stream was huge in '96, '97. Stream Two came out like a year after the first one. It wasn't as good, but it was still kind of in pop culture. It led to scary movie. But I think Stream Three in 2000, like whether they intended it or not, the fact that it came out and everyone went, oh that was kind of shit, or no one cared. It's kind of the nail yeah. in the coffin that says no, that phenomenon is over now. And we're past that phase. Yeah. And Paranormal Activity in a similar kind of vein. What once you got it, that kind of went a bit beyond its time, admittedly, because they kept coming back. But I think once you got to four, four was the one that said, "Nah, this is kind of done now. We don't really care anymore." There was an all two after that, obviously, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I, I don't know. It's a it's a good question. I wonder if um, like, if it's harder to have franchises in this age where you know so much stuff is 
I don't, I don't know maybe maybe this is like a, a dumb thought but like you know like uh with, like with so much stuff like being made like you know readily available and easy to watch and rewatch. like i wonder if you know one of the reasons why you have so many like you know like friday the 13th and halloweens and, and nightmares and stuff uh at the time is because like you know like uh you couldn't easily you know rewatch stuff or own stuff and, and watch them over and over again so like you know the idea of like a new Friday the Thirteenth. You can be, you can see like, oh hey, I, uh, I heard about this, but I've never like seen these movies. Or oh cool, like a new one. I haven't seen these in a in a, in a while. Or I guess yeah, what you you're saying what I mean? is is that a new sequel back then was kind of not completely, but partially was also filling in the void of wanting to rewatch the better one. Exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah no, I get so, what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Um, I don't, I don't know. It's it's kind of a, a little, like as I was thinking that thought, I, I, but then I automatically started thinking like, well, I mean, you know, there's still a million Fast and Furious movies and stuff, so it's not like, you know, I mean, <laughs> franchises aren't dead, but yeah, franchises if anything are too do more dominant now than they ever have been. They're just they're just dominant in all the other genres. <laughs> the, yeah, the, it's, the yeah, it's then. a good point. Yeah, like horror just it seems to like that. Yeah, like horror was the dominant franchise for a long, long time, and now it's like. Yeah, superheroes and um, like stuff like Harry Potter and Fast and Furious. Um, yeah, it's like a lot of stuff other than horror. It's interesting. Yes, Vin Diesel in a car apparently does the does the trick. <laughs> uh, that's it. Everything else he tries to start just falls flat on his face. I, I saw a Bloodshot recently for the Ace, and oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it yet, but uh, yeah, it did not look good. And I, and I actually like Bloodshot. I I read like a lot of that um, New Valiant series when it was coming out, and I actually thought it was pretty. Uh, decent, uh, but for the record, I actually think conceptually, what the movie presented <laughs> me with was an interesting idea. It just—it's it's a Sony movie. It's, you could basically, yeah. I, I said that to Tara a few times, and I don't think she quite understood what I meant. And then it kind of clicked at one point in the review when she realized, wait, did Sony make Venom? And I said, yes, it's the same. It's the same <laughs> studio who brought you Venom, and she's like, yeah, it does feel like the same company. <laughs> it feels like the same people. So yeah. yes, from the creators of Venom. And not even the director or writer and all that, just the, the studio. From from the from the offices that greenlit Venom, <laughs> here comes yep. Bloodshot. Anyway, uh, move on to the news. Let's get through some of the rest of this stuff then. Uh, so Marianne was that TV show that I, I reviewed the pilot of from Netflix. Mm -hmm. the, uh, the I think it was French, French show. Uh, yep. But other people seemed to like it. I did not. I thought it was really kind of cheesy and, I don't know, a bit, a bit hammy, oh. but... Actually, I liked it quite a bit. I watched yeah. the whole thing, but... <laughs> well, I mean, no accounting for taste, of course. But regardless, mm -hmm. uh, the creators behind this, uh, Samuel mm -hmm. Bowden, uh, the filmmaker has now been helmed... Is going to help, sorry, he's attached to helm a horror thriller called Cobweb for Lionsgate. So uh, transition into the movie, <coughs> the movie side of things here. Uh, Cobweb tells the story of a boy whose parents have always told him the voices he hears in the walls of his house are just his imagination. But obviously, they won't be, because it's a horror movie. Uh, sure. So, there you go. Uh, so, th this was uh, on the blacklist before in Hollywood. If you don't know what that is, for people who... you know, Because it's, it's a term that gets thrown around sometimes. It's basically this big list of scripts that Hollywood are all kind of gunning after. They've kind of... You know, they're on a list of... like we're, like These are probably going to get made, and the studios are all kind of vying for them. And uh, this was one of these ones. So, yeah, um, I I don't know how I feel about this. I, I didn't like the the episode I watched of Marianne, but <laughs> you you liked it. Are you are you interested? But this director taking on this this material. Oh, totally. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, I uh, like it, it. You know, it's it's kind of like a vague description, like you know, uh, plot wise. So it could go in a lot of directions. I, I mean, one of the things I liked about Marianne was kind of the, you know, the story, because uh, you know a lot of people compared to Stephen King. It did feel like King S to me, uh, just in terms of like, oh, it's like about a writer and experiencing kind of like metafiction and like I liked a lot of that stuff. Um, so. Uh, yeah, I don't know if this, like, um, how much the plot will do be doing it for me. It, it sounds very, like, yeah, yeah, there, there's not a lot, lot to go off on that. But again, I, I like the series enough that I'm at least willing to give it a try. All right. Next up, the Fear Collection is what we're going to be talking about. Sony and Amazon have teamed up for a cosmic horror anthology film series. Uh, they've got a multi picture deal, uh, with Spanish. Uh, Alex de la Iglesia, uh, to work on witching and bitching, <laughs> uh, the Oxford <laughs> murders, uh, and going to produce a new film series called The Fear Collection. Mm. Apparently, it's basically been pitched as similar to Hulu's in, Into the Dark. That's kind of the idea, is that it's going to be a series <laughs> of films. It could okay. be better, though, Tim. It could be better. We'll give this a try and see if it's any or better. But, uh, yeah, so they're going to call it the Fear Collection. Uh, obviously, given that each one will be its own thing, there's not really a description here or a concept uh, of plot to talk about. Uh, beyond, It's just simply, the concept <laughs> is to make a collection of films that unveil a universe of horror beyond time. The characters face supernatural forces that threaten humanity. The idea is to generate a label of films with a specific character, Cosmic Horror. I do like that it's got a theme. The saying they're all going to be Cosmic yeah. Horror, I think is the most interesting part of this. Yeah, uh, like you know, obviously it'll come down to, you know, the the people working on it and everything. But at least sounds like a cool idea. It's worth a shot. Yeah, for sure. So, there we go. Uh, we'll move on then to the next thing, which is that Jamie Lee Curtis is actually going to be directing a movie uh, for Bloomhouse. Uh, she's done episodes of TV shows in the past, including Stream Queens. Uh, but she's going behind the camera for her first horror feature project. It's called Mother Nature. Uh, Curtis and her Comet Pictures have signed a three-year deal with uh, Bloomhouse. They get a first look at things, so it's, so it's not necessarily guaranteed to be at Bloomhouse, but it's they, they get first dibs at it. So, just, no. g- given that they want her to keep coming back for these Halloween movies, I feel like they're going to give her whatever <laughs> she wants. But sure. uh, the film is there's no proper description yet, but the film is centered around climate change, so it's a horror movie <laughs> about climate change. Okay, maybe a little too real. <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Uh, that's well, interesting. Following the footsteps of uh, such great horror classics as Birdemic. For some reason, I thought you were going to say Mother. <laughs> the Aronofsky movie. But yes, Birdemic is... I mean, I, I think a, a movie about climate change that's, you know, sort of nestled within a horror movie is a good idea. Birdemic is just sure. about, you know, the the execution wasn't quite up to par, shall we say. Oh, Interesting. Okay. <laughs> you tend to disagree. I mean, one day we're going to have to review Birdemic. I mean, we've not done it yet somehow. I don't know why. Oh, this reminds me, actually. I mean, this is not directly horror-related, but that, bringing up Birdemic made me think of it, is we finally know where Tommy Wiseau comes from. Oh, really? I didn't hear this. <laughs> oh, yeah. Confirmed. He's Polish. Okay. <laughs> it's confirmed. No mystery anymore. All I could think was, that's a funny way to spell New Orleans. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> all right so jamie lee Curtis is making a movie called mother nature 
So, okay. interesting stuff. Uh, next up, we have the director of Tigers Are Not Afraid, uh, Isa Lopez. Uh, Lopez is going to work on a new film uh, with Bloomhouse. Uh, funnily enough, Bloomhouse always everywhere. So, she's going to write and direct this. It's called Our Lady of Tears. And it is a horror movie. Uh, is it more of a horror movie than Tigers Are Not Afraid? I have no idea. It Honestly, it sounds like it might end up being a, the same amount from the description that I'm about to give you. But... Uh, once again you can tell it's from the same person you can tell it's just you know it's got this sort of deep rooted kind of like this explorer because uh, as much as it's Bloomhouse, it sounds like it's still going to be in spanish it sounds like it's still going to be a mexican film from, yeah. from the sounds of it because it's based on an article uh published by epic magazine called the haunting of girl's town uh written by daniel hernandez uh, published in Vox. Uh, the article focuses on a mass hysteria epidemic with supernatural roots that in 2007 spread through Villa de las Niñas, an all-girls Catholic boarding school in the outskirts of Mexico City. The school recruited and isolated socially neglected girls coming from families living in extreme poverty and in remote areas of Mexico. So you can, I think you can already see just from that description, this is the same sure. person. Because Tiger's Not Afraid was about kids who were living without parents in the city. It was about poverty already yeah. in that sense. So you, you can definitely see the social <laughs> themes and why this director, why Lopez wants to gravitate towards this as well, given what she's clearly interested in telling, what sort of stories she wants to tell. Cool. Yeah, I'm, I mean, uh, I, I'm sure it would be a great movie. It's just, yeah, um, who knows if it'll necessarily be much of a, a horror movie. But, I mean... Hey, I'll, I'll still be excited to watch it because I, you know, I, I did like Tigers Are Not Afraid quite a bit, but yeah, it, it's just probably want to set your expectations to, you know, a, a little bit, maybe not to expect too much horrorness in it, but we'll see. But who knows, maybe this one will be full on horror and we just, we aren't expecting yeah. it because I, I feel like we'll try it and if it ends up being similar to Tigers Are Not Afraid, maybe we'll like, okay, we're actually going to wait and see what people say about it before we commit to yeah. it on the show. <laughs> but I mean, who knows? Maybe this will end up being like, no, this actually is terrifying and this is a completely different take uh, from, yeah. from her. So uh, that is Our Lady of Tears is the title of the movie. Uh, yeah. Next up, Bloomhouse's horror movie. Uh, so we're into some release date stuff and delays and whatnot. Mm. Uh, this is the opposite though. This is actually a development. So run sweetheart run which was the movie that was supposed to come out i believe in april maybe march this was the movie mm -hmm. where the entire premise is that this woman who's been on a date uh ends up this is this blind date i should say specifically it turns violent and she ends up running through los angeles from her her date so it's kind of like a, a all-night chase kind of movie so you know the, the premise sounds mm -hmm. interesting um but that was meant to be coming out in march april time and at all it was may 8th so I was completely wrong. It was okay. it was actually after those two months. But the point is, it was meant to be out already. But they've made a deal with Amazon Studios and they're going to release it through Amazon Prime uh, later cool. this year. There's no actual date yet, but this says that it's coming. The And I think for these smaller Bloomhouse movies, it makes sense that they're more willing to... Like, you know what? This can be a sure. straight-to-digital release. Yeah. Uh, admittedly, I don't, I don't know. Presumably, they'd make more money off of VOD sales if they wanted to go that right. route. So I wonder, you know, the incentive of like teaming up with Amazon, Amazon paying a price for it and saying, hey, give it to us for Prime, we can promote it as a big new release. And, you know, presumably Bloomhouse are going to be well compensated from Amazon for doing sure. that. Uh, I mean, I assume the movie is cheap to make, admittedly, because it's a Bloomhouse horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> Where else would it be? Uh, I don't like the premise of this one, so I, I look forward to this coming out. Hopefully it's as good as my mind thinks it can be. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, uh, definitely uh, always down to give it a shot. All right. 
next up, Edgar Wright's horror film, The Last Night in Soho, which uh, we've been talking about, the Giallo film, was meant to be coming out later this year. It was meant to be coming out in September. It has a new date. It was pulled from September. So note that down for a start, that movies have been pulled from September, as late as September, and getting pushed back. Uh, the new yeah. date now is April 23rd, 2021. Okay. <laughs> so, there you go. Don't have to say much on it, just that's not a delay. And Tim is playing with his cat, and it's really distracting me. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry that my cats love me so much, they <laughs> can't stay away from me. Uh, it's speaking of stuff getting pulled, uh, it was just this last couple of weeks that Universal finally pulled the Forever Purge from its July 10th <laughs> release date. <laughs> yes no 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 uh, news yet on where it'll go if it's going to be digital or get a new release date later down the line but it was made coming out on july 10th it has now been pulled yeah it's uh probably a good call <laughs> <sighs> i mean i'm giving you gold here tim and you, you, you're yawning at me <sighs> i mean it's it's not exactly... I mean, we're, we're kind of used to this by now. We assume that pretty much any movie coming out this year probably is going to be pulled. Okay, I admit, yes. But <laughs> it's something better than a yawn. It's all I'm asking. It's all about... I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, have you know stars in your eyes and be like, oh my god, this news is blowing my <laughs> mind. Oh my god. Honestly, the, uh, <laughs> it, it, the, the thing that would probably be more like surprising would is or i should say that the things that are more surprising is when a movie like doesn't pull its release date like when someone's like no we're coming out in july it's like okay <laughs> if you say so they're still not officially moved to net yet just uh, FYI. yeah uh, um, they're clinging to that day they're hoping that they want that movie to reignite the movie theater so much the problem is though is that everything and, else has been pulled from like after <laughs> it now so even if it does come out and it does reignite movie theaters there's going to be nothing else for like three months <laughs> have uh, yeah, uh have you heard about uh that that movie uh the wretched i, think I have called? yeah it's playing in drive-ins and because there's nothing else yeah. out it's actually it's doing like one of the best like yeah. movies of the year. <laughs> it's, it's doing doing reasonable business because it's the only option at drive-ins yeah. right now. Uh, unless people are obviously someone showing classic movies, but it's it's doing okay. Yeah, uh, we'll have to have to track it down. Definitely. Uh, honestly, I don't I don't know if there are any drive-throughs uh, or drive-ins, uh, whatever. Uh, drive I've heard people say. <laughs> I just like I'll, I'll drive through for ten minutes. Get get that chunk of the movie. Uh, I'm not sure if there are any near me, but I would definitely go to one if there if there was one. I should look it up. Uh, drive-ins, as far as I know, were never a thing here. So I mean, I have no hope yeah. of uh, finding that. But yeah, they're not a super common thing anymore. Um, but. Yeah. Well, like uh like back back east we we had one relatively close and uh i wouldn't be surprised if it's just like you know just uh doing great business uh right now but uh yeah out here like it's such like yeah everything is so uh you know you know big city stuff you know you don't really have like a lot of room for something like that um but i don't know maybe if i I look maybe there's something like 30 45 minutes out of the way uh, to try to find Mm -hmm. Yeah, back east where the sun rises in Rhode Island. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, so we have a trailer to talk about to wrap things up on the uh, on the new show. And this was obviously there's not a ton of trailers coming out right now because of just what's going on in the world. But there was a trailer for a Korean zombie movie, and obviously Trader Busan's great. We're looking forward to Trader Busan Peninsula. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, we have a new... Uh, now, admittedly, I hate the title. A- any movie that puts a hashtag in its title, I'm going to be <laughs> upset by. But it's called Hashtag Alive, and it's a zombie movie. And obviously, you might be sick of zombie movies. You might be thinking, oh, God, this, what, what does the zombie genre have to give me? I have to admit, though, I think the premise of this intrigues me. Uh, just the setup of what it is. Because the premise of this, uh, going from the trailer here, is that... A man ends up trapped in his apartment during a zombie like outbreak. So like you can't really go anywhere. There's no electricity. He's shut shut in. But he ends up contacting a woman who lives in an apartment across the street, and they're able to communicate. And it's them two working together. And I, I suppose yes, we have to acknowledge that this you know might be inspired somewhat by a, a subplot from the Dawn of the Dead remake, which we've not covered yet, but we will do at some point. Uh, I'm not a fan of that movie, but. An entire movie based around the idea of two people like isolated in a zombie apocalypse, but they can talk to each other, and like eventually they're going to somehow try and get to each other, even though the streets filled with zombies. I think from a, a concept setup point of view, that's interesting enough to me to not just go oh zombies and be out. Mm. How do you feel? Um, yeah, I mean that it's interesting enough concept. Uh, honestly, though, uh, watching the trailer, it did not do anything for me. Like I just. That's fair. Like the, you know, again, like I will, I'm, I will totally be down to watch this and, you know, maybe, you know, <laughs> watching the, the full 90 minutes instead of, you know, the one minute trailer, uh, you know, maybe it'll work better for me, but just the, the trailer just looked very kind of generic and, you know, it's the same kind of, you know, running fast zombies making the same, like, yeah, kind of you yeah, know, noise they I... make in every movie, but um, I, I, I'm down to give it a try. It's just, unfortunately, the trailer didn't do anything for me. I, I think, for me, it's because the mechanics of how it sets up, because zombies ultimately are just a tool to tell you the story you want to tell with sure. your characters, and I feel like I'm excited by the, the the potential in this. Now, obviously, it may just suck. It may just be poorly made. It may not be anything to, to you know, write home about, but mm-hmm. uh, I, do, I do think there's potential in the concept of this, even if it's like, yeah. oh, Trader Bissam was a hit, so now Korea's got tons of zombie <laughs> movies coming out all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can definitely feel the wave hitting there. Because Trader Bissan did well in Korea itself. It's not like it just did well over the world. Yeah. It, it did well there. So they seem to have a little bit of a zombie trend in Korea right now, which is funny because the rest of the world, it's kind of sick of zombies. But hey, if Korea keeps making good ones, <laughs> I'll keep I'll keep watching them. Yeah. So. It's also like, um, I don't know, it, it's kind of like just like a weird thing too with with everything that's going on right mm. now. It's like, I don't know if I want to watch a movie where like someone's trapped in their house. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, not, not that it can't be good, but it's just like, oof. Uh, they should change the title <laughs> to self-isolation. There you go. Yeah, actually, that's they pretty should, good. They should totally change the title to self-isolation because yeah. it would just, it feels so <laughs> in sync with what's going on in the world. Yeah. But hey, uh, there you go. That is, uh, that is the news we have for you uh, this week. Uh, let us know what you thought of uh, the news in the comments. Uh, we do sometimes talk about any random horror stuff we've, we've watched. We went a bit long in this one, though, uh, because we went into that really weird <laughs> deep dive into the Scream franchise for some reason. So, uh, But maybe we'll do that next time. Uh, but yeah, so uh, obviously this is the news edition of the show. Uh, the main part of the show, though, is, of course, our movie review episodes, which came out. Uh, they, have a, they have a rotating schedule where it's one, one week and then two the following week and then back and forth like that. So you get the six a month uh, that come out. So please do check out those. Make sure you like on YouTube. Uh, that's a big way of supporting us. Let's YouTube know that we're worth recommending out to people. 
uh, and they do so, so please do. Uh, you can also support us financially over at patreon.com slash TV for as little as $1 per month and get a bonus episode of the movie uh, review show every month on, on Patreon, uh, as well as bonus stuff from other shows that we have on Mailfuzz TV. And of course, you can go higher tiers for other things and other perks. But yeah, go and have a look and see if you're interested and you want to help support all the show and keep everything coming and, and so on and so on. But uh, that is us. Uh, get us on Twitter at streamsmidnight for rambles and shenanigans and whatever Tim says on there that I try to monitor and conceal if po- at all possible. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but that is us. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching scary movies, guys, and we will see you next time. <laughs>